Hey, it's Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts, and it's one of our most popular podcasts of the year, our 2022 Bands of America wrap-up. We talk about great shows, great performances, and great moments from Grand Nationals. That's been a big trend this season, just pretty, pretty shows. I mean, we got, we got, we usually get a nice, um, we get a nice mixture of, you know, aggressive shows, nice shows, fun shows, that sort of stuff. I think the theme this year was just really, really just beautiful flowing themes and ideas flowing from one to another, beautiful choreography and music. What uh, uh, the emotional appeal with a lot of top programs this year was, was, was very palpable. And that is something that, uh, that that's something I think the la- the activity lacks at some point. There's a lot of pressure on the technical aspect, what you're doing, how you're doing it, how fast you're doing it, all that stuff. Emotional connection that is that is such an underrated sort of uh, key to to general effect and 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 really connecting with the judges and the audience with your with your program. There's a video version of this podcast that anyone can watch on the Marching Roundtable YouTube channel. There's a link to that video where this podcast is located at the Marching Roundtable. Our 2022 Bands of America wrap-up podcast on the Marching Roundtable. This podcast is sponsored by FJM. Fred J. Miller Incorporated. FJM is the leader in marching arts uniform manufacturing and continues to lead the charge through groundbreaking design, superior service, and over 60 years of industry innovation. The Cesario collection of marching band uniforms is 100% machine washable, includes a limited lifetime warranty, and makes the fitting process a breeze with their Adjust-A-Cuff and Adjust-A-Hem technology. Now is the perfect time to create a new image for your program. Chat with a live FJM representative or schedule your complimentary consultation today at fjminc.com roundtable. That's fjminc.com roundtable. Fred J. Miller Incorporated, family owned and operated since 1960. Hey everybody, it's Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts, and this is one of our most popular podcasts every year when we do a wrap-up of the 2022 Bands of America season, specifically um, right after Grand Nationals. And I have some really smart, and uh, the, the right authorities are here, everybody. The right uh, the folks from uh, TX Bands are here with me tonight. So Daniel Valdez, let me start with you. How are you, sir? Doing well, Mr. Hinton. How you doing? <laughs> Great. Thank you for being here. I want to say Thank, Daniel, thank you. You uh, gave us some great reviews all during the season on our BOA Today's podcast series. Thank you for doing that on sort of behalf of TX Bands. I appreciate that, of course, anytime. Also here with us tonight, Chris Drake is here. Chris, how are you? I'm great, Tim. Thanks again for having us. Oh, it's wonderful to have you here. Seth, uh, Seth Bratmuller is here. How are you, Seth? I'm doing well, Tim. I thank you for having us. I'm excited to do this once again this year. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here again. And Daniel Sanchez is here. Daniel, how are you? Doing great. How about y'all? We're doing great. So I don't want to <laughs> um, make this a long introduction. I think everybody kind of knows who you guys are. Um, Daniel Vail is. Why don't you just sort of give everybody the very short two or three sentence explanation of sort of who you are? Okay. Well, Daniel Valdez, uh, moderator, admin, and live blogger for TexasFans.com. We've been—I think this is the 16th or 17th year—we've been doing live blogging stuff. So it's on the broadcast for Box Five TV. Um, always happy to work with them. We basically go to events and we just live blog everything. 100% positive stuff. All great reviews. We go to as many contests as possible. We have to do them virtually. We do that, but yeah, that's how I'm involved. I love it. Fantastic. So, Chris, give us a quick uh, give us uh, introduce yourself briefly. Yeah, Chris Drake. I've been uh, hanging out with these guys uh, since 2012 or 13. Um, <clears throat> Music for All had invited us to in, had invited us in to do uh, super regionals, and then we've just kind of expanded slowly and slowly until Box Five um, took over doing the media stuff. And now we cover, if possible, every single Bands of America event, um, as well as um, our crazy friends from Texas who uh, get over to UIL areas and states as much as they are able to as well. So we're seeing, I think we did math that I forget, was it three, I don't know, thousands, literal thousands of shows a fall that we're seeing. 
and writing about. I love it. So, Seth, what's your secret for maintaining your stamina during the long season? Um, spending time with my family when I'm not watching band during the week, uh, working. I mean, life's busy. I've got four kids, and they keep me on my toes. So, my weekend, this is, the weekends are more of my break from real life. So, it's just nice to, you know, relax and sit down and, you know, whether I'm watching on the computer or I'm live at an event, just being able to relax and enjoy something I've got a great passion for. Um, so, it's fantastic. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And Daniel Valdez, you're down in, oh, sorry, I'm talking to you. Daniel, I'm going to do this on everybody. There's two Daniels here, sir. <laughs> Daniel Sanchez, you're down in Texas. Where are you down there? I'm in the Dallas area. I live in Duncanville. And uh, uh, we travel, uh, just like Valdez mentioned before and Chris as well, we travel all over the state and uh, go to all the BOAs and UIL state. I just had a 10 day stint of, uh, uh, area, state, BOA San Antonio, BOA Grand Nationals, all just one right after the other. And it's, it's been a uh, long but really fantastic road. So, everybody, we're going to wrap up Grand Nationals here. Or really, we're talking about the whole season, but specifically, especially Grand Nationals, which just happened this weekend. Of course, congratulations to Carmel High School, all the finalists, all the class winners. Um, it was such, such a great week. Um, it's been a great, great season. Um, fantastic telecast from Box 5 Media. Just a lot of really, really good things have happened this season. And so we can't talk about everybody. We can't talk in depth about much of anything, but we want to just highlight some things. So I told um, the guys here on the panelists uh, tonight, let's start by, I'm just going to put them on the spot and say, what show would you want to see again right now? Like if you could just snap your fingers, the band comes marching out on the field, you're sitting there and you'd like to see one show again from Grand Nationals. Who wants to go first? I think I think we've all decided we have the same answer. Seriously, we, we haven't specifically talked about this, but we all know what the answer is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tim, the answer so is all... Archbishop Alter High School. Seriously, it's class it's just... class A champions, baby! Congratulations, congratulations, my friend. Yeah. For for it those that were in just the stadium on Saturday. Um, the reaction they got, especially at the end of the show, the harmonica's out. They're just having a blast, and the crowd just ate it up. I mean, they were clapping along the whole show. It was just a fun show. I mean, for a band their size to just come out and grab hold of the audience and have them on the you know palm of their hand for eight, nine minutes, whatever it was. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, and you know we we loved it. You know, I saw them in Toledo way back when and it was fantastic and uh you know thursday grand nationals they or i think it was thursday maybe it was friday whenever they performed um you know it was right then and there we we're like oh you know we would we would love for them to win class a i mean maybe in the back of our heads we didn't think it was you know legit because usually a band with that kind of show it's not usually winning class a but uh, when semis rolled around and we get to awards and best music, Archbishop Alter. Oh my goodness. Best GE, Archbishop Alter. Oh my goodness. And, you know, obviously first place. And we were, we were thrilled obviously for them. I know they were their fans, their parents, all of them were thrilled, but as, as band nerds, as fans of the activity, it's, it's just a fun show. And we were thrilled to get to see it one more time. Well, and they also got three standing ovations over the course of the show during finals. And the, the last one being like the entire closer. That's not something that happens with small band shows hardly ever. And this one, the entire crowd was just engaged from the first minute. And it was amazing. The, uh, from the moment that I saw it uh, first time at Grand Nationals and during prelims, I was hyping it up in, in our chat amongst uh, all the, re the rest of our nerds and, uh, and TX bands and uh, people and everybody. We, uh, I kept mentioning, hey, this other band was great, but from my enjoyment perspective, I can't put them above Alter. And so every time, I just kept having Alter at the top of my uh, my enjoyment list, and it stayed that way the entire night, and it was fantastic. Team Harmonica. Hashtag Team Harmonica. We found that, I think, on semis, and our, our, our hearts and brains and souls melted 
on the floor. Like it was so, it was such a neat little experience. It was so, it was so inspiring to see them in finals. Like that's, it was a perfect, perfect, perfect way to cap a grand national finals night. Wow. Okay. So there's 36 kids in this ensemble, music of Stevie wonder. Um, do you, <laughs> I, I can tell you how much this means to me guys. Um, and, and if, in case anybody doesn't know, I wrote this show and I'm so, so proud of it. And so I'm so honored that you guys mentioned alter, um, as the band that you love so much. So that's very, very cool. That just means the world to me. Um, so, all right. So congratulations, everybody at alter class, a champion and, uh, Everybody's talking about it, which is cool. And I just want to say, on behalf of uh, this show, um, it's possible to play music that people recognize and have a competitive show that is, um, you know, like can win. So let's not all think it has to be obtuse. Sorry, everybody. So that's all I'm going to say on that because uh, <laughs> well, I love that. I love that everybody loves that, this show. It, it was so recognizable. Just... Go ahead, Daniel. What? Yeah, along with that, it wasn't just recognizable tunes. It was uh, there was a lot of depth to it as well. Uh, there was a lot of character work. They were doing good visuals. Uh, uh, the kids were fully engaged uh, at every point during the show. Uh, I especially uh, always liked seeing the the moment with the kind of lovers quarrel, uh, the the fight over the potential lover, and uh, and just how that played out every time. It, it was very very cute and very uh, very well done in a nuanced way. Cool. Very smart staff that, that worked really, really hard. So I'm really happy for them. Okay. So I guess we're going to say, what was the other show? What, do we have a second choice? Because we need to talk about lots of bands. Daniel Valdez, like just what's another show that you loved or another moment in the show that you loved? I got to I got to listen to Carmel about 10 or 12 times because I'm not done checking off all of the nuances, all of the things they got right. Symphony number one with Barbara, we, all of us, between the four of us, we probably heard that piece on the field 1,574 times. We've heard it done every which way. We've heard it flipped upside down. We've heard it played backwards, all that stuff. Carmel comes out there. They sound like a wind ensemble. It was shocking. It was shocking to hear that. Every nuance, every decrescendo, every accelerando, everything was right off the page. No fat to the show. This is the show. We're going to play it better than anybody has ever treated that piece before on the field ever. And it's not close. So I gotta, I gotta see that show again. I gotta watch that show again. Cause I'm not done marking off everything. I get my score out. I got to put it all on the floor and just start, just start taking everything off. Everything that they got right. That was, that was very, very moving to see all that stuff done. I got to see that show three times and twice it was from up high. And once from down low at the top of the 240 section and the number of details that I kept getting with every new experience of it, especially when I got down low and could truly hear uh, individuals for or how the individual work and nuance from the ensemble uh, was just designed. It was incredible. There was one moment that, that was in there towards the end of the show where there's, there's four trumpet pods. They're uh, spanning across about, 40 yards. And when I heard it, I, my initial impression was that the runs that they're doing, there was a bit of a timing issue, but it wasn't a timing issue. Those pods were working in splits. They were doing these runs and splits like bass drums do. You could hear one note from the left pod. And then the next note would be from the right pod. And, and the next note would be from the middle pod, one of the two middle pods, and it would just go back and forth. And so you had this stereo effect going through it, and it was mind blowing to be able to, to just experience the timing that is required in order to do something like that on the field. Very cool. Okay, Seth, what's another show or moment you loved? Um, I'm gonna pull out my fanboy card. Um, Everybody who knows me knows I've been an Avon fan for ever. Um, and uh, this year, obviously, was no exception. One of the coolest visual uh, productions I've ever seen. Uh, the way they use those red scarves throughout the show to... Um, there's no props in this show, so they're using those to create uh, images on the field. Um, they're using them as um, almost like a guard member would use a flag or a, a silk or something. Um, just amazing to watch what 
that group is able to do year in and year out. Um, and this year, especially from a visual standpoint, just blew my mind um, from the first time I saw them at the Indy Super Regional. Um, and I fell in love with it that first time. I loved it all season. Probably my favorite show of the year. Um, we'll, you know, kind of wait and see on that front. But um, just, and again, I mean, you're talking about a band who's been top three at Grand Nationals now for, what, 15 years? 14, I mean, I mean, it's, it's crazy, the consistency. 17, they've been top three. Uh, yeah, it's, so. it's incredible the consistency that they're able to uh, manage. And, um, you know, I, I love watching them every year because they just, they challenge their kids and they, they move, they play. It's, it's just incredible. And yeah, I, I loved watching Avon this year. Yeah, I love it. Okay, Chris, another moment or a show that you want to mention? I'm going to cop out a little bit and do four at once. That's the four uh, brand new bands that made finals, <clears throat> um, which is, I believe, the most we've had in uh, a long time. Um, so we welcomed, we welcomed Fishers, Brownsburg, South Lake Carroll, and Hendricks into finals. Um, you know, Brownsburg and Fishers have been coming up for um, a number of years and slowly been working their way into that top 12 position. And then, um, obviously, being from Texas, it's not as easy to come every single year. So we welcome Southlake, Carol, and Hendrickson. And, uh, you know, there's something magical about finals night. Um, the pomp and circumstance, the pageantry, and for them to be able to experience that is always just a magical moment. Um, you know, I would, I would dare say that each of those four had a lights out run as far as the performance. There's some, you know, some random things out of control that you couldn't, that we couldn't, that nobody could control, but that didn't really affect their performance wise. So, you know, bravo to those folks. That's, that's huge. That's, it's a milestone. It's monumental and it's etched in history. And that's exciting for those groups. Yeah. I love it. Congratulations to all those new finalists and, um, yeah, like the, it's the, the the field is so deep, you know, and there's so many bands that probably ought to be in finals, you know, because they're going to talk about that all night. Um, you know, and it's just that's just part of the competition at this highest level. Um, so very good. OK, so Daniel Sanchez, another and any other band you'd like to mention or show or a moment? Yeah, Castle. They, they had the counting show with all the numbers and in the drill, the, the numbers would keep coming up and, uh, and matching the music. Uh, you'd you get a one, a two, or three uh, popping up in the drill, and sometimes it would stick around. Sometimes it would just fade away very quickly. But the the biggest moment, and I caught and was able to catch a video of this, uh, was when they're all formed up in a tight block, and they turn around in various sequences to create like the digital clock version of the numbers, because <laughs> you see the, the dark side of their uniforms if they're facing backwards, the light side facing forwards. And so they just went through the counts, one, two, three, four, five, six. And it was such a cool effect just from having them uh, turn around and pop around uh, to, the, uh, to the light or the dark side of their uniform. Yeah, very cool effect. Great job from that team. Daniel Valdez, who else do you want to mention? I loved William Mason's show. My goodness, I love that show. It was so pretty. I saw that in prelims and turned to everyone and said, that is really pretty. <laughs> that is really, really pretty. It is definitely an odyssey, definitely. And the, the way they used Lady in the Water, the soundtrack, was just like, oh, it just made you melt. I loved it. I loved the whole visual aesthetic. I loved how they moved around the field. I loved what they played. I loved how it flowed. Uh, I loved how it ended. Uh, I, just, I just was really digging the show all the time. And then when we heard them, you know, second place class 4a uh and in in semifinals were like oh really <laughs> like this is it, i felt like and just to kind of pick you up piggyback off that it felt like most of the season we didn't really know what was going to happen <laughs> there were some there were definitely some surprises going on not just at the regionals but at the grand nationals too and then of course finals comes around and then it's you know abc <laughs> it's avon broken Arrow. It's, it's avon broken and Arrow carmel in the top three so it, definitely really really interesting but man william william mason show is just so so pretty and you know i really want to really want to give them the props and, and highlight them because uh out of all the programs i think the top programs in the nation you know 
they're they're among them. They're up there. They deserve to be there. That definitely. So just congratulations to them. I, I just want to say they've got one of the the best woodwind sounds I've ever heard. Their woodwind section is phenomenal. Um, and like you know, like he said, you know, when they when they were announced in semifinals, best general factor, you know, we were all kind of, you know, a little in shock. But you know, you stop and think about it, and yeah, I mean, totally deserved. It was an amazing show. Um, you know, we we were all kind of getting vibes. And I'm gonna go back a little ways here to a show that won Grand Nationals back in 2006, uh, Broken Arrow aqua we we, we kind of all we all were getting those vibes and you know that show kind of came out of nowhere and won and so we were all you know w- wondering hey, is mason gonna you know shock the world you know like broken arrow did that year and you know ultimately they came up a little bit short but uh, it was still an amazing show um and yeah as daniel said just so pretty so elegant so graceful um just a beautiful production from start to finish yeah, band has been around um, for a long time at a really high level, but it seemed like suddenly they're in, you know, they're in the elite level this year in a, in a new way, as you guys are describing. It's very exciting for them and an absolutely beautiful show. All right, so was there anything that happened in the with the TX Bands crowd at Grand Nationals that you guys can share? Like, was there something that happened in the booth? Like, how was how was your experience over those days? Because I know you were worn out from a whole week of Texas state championships and all that stuff. Uh, anything you want to share? Sure. Uh, I think aside from Alter being our most fun of fun moment of the year at Nationals, I think our second most fun moment was when I walked directly into a glass partition uh, on field level right before semifinals <laughs> awards. Right directly into it. I'm fine. No concussion. But all three of these I guys... I think walk is a generous term. You ran into that wall. A brisk walk, a brisk walk <laughs> in the video. We've got video footage, a brisk walk directly into a glass partition. I was fine. But all three of these guys told me afterwards that they thought I was joking. So that's the kind of reputation I'm carrying here <laughs> that I was almost seriously injured. And they thought, Oh, look, there's, there's, there's Valdez. He's that he does that. That's no big deal. Uh, that was that was a, a little bit of a bruised ego moment there, but uh, uh, and what was funny was somebody else on the crew had run into that earlier in the day, so there was a big X on tape, like with tape on the glass, like "Hey, don't do this," and we were commenting on it, like "Oh my gosh, who would run into that?" And then ten minutes later, <laughs> I ran directly into it. So uh, 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 you can nominate me for the Darwin Award on that one. I apologize. <laughs> Well, and I mean, nobody can, you guys, I mean, come on, you can't, you can't watch and blog about every single band in the whole world, you know, over, over a week, if not a whole season, and then not get to the end where uh, things like that aren't going to happen. I would be surprised if you guys aren't doing that all the time, quite honestly. Um, it's such a monumental feat, what you guys accomplished. But I'm glad you're okay. My, I texted my sister, I, I texted my sister, and she goes, are you a pigeon? And then I stopped talking to her for the rest of the day. So. <laughs> I love it. Does anybody else have a, a favorite moment outside of a band show that they want to mention before we move back to bands? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to throw something out there. Um, so Saturday morning, we got, you know, all my Texas friends got a nice taste of uh, Indiana fall with a nice snowstorm. And uh, they come down Thursday and it's 70 degrees. And two days later, it's, it's a blizzard outside. So, um, but on top of them, uh, we all saw, you know, social media reactions, kids from Florida, kids from Texas, you know, coming up here who normally don't see snow, you know, where they're from. And, you know, seeing some of the pictures and videos of them reacting to the snow, walking up to the stadium in the snow, that just, you know, it it warms my heart, you know, seeing people's reactions and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm from Indiana, so I I'm used to it, but. Um, seeing other people, you know, experience maybe something for the first time is is special. Um, and that has really nothing to do with band, but it's just one of those things in life that, you know, you learn to appreciate and cherish. Well, we, we <clears throat> on that same subject, we still talk to this day about 2014 when Tarpon Springs won and it snowed that very night after they won. They were pushing out to load back the truck after their encore. 
and just how magical of a moment that was because some of those kids were genuinely saying i have never seen this before what is happening um so we didn't know if a little tarpon magic was going to come their way this uh this year or not for the snow but they uh it was pretty magical i love it i think the snow is definitely a story from the weekend so i'm glad that you guys mentioned that okay so let's go back to bands um who, who has another moment in a show or another show that they loved or that they want to mention? Chris? Uh, yeah, the Power Band Country Music Jamboree from the Power Band of Arkansas, Lake Hamilton High School. Um, I mean, insane. Completely nothing. It was not esoteric at all. It was straightforward. It was just, it was good music. It was a party. You could tell from start to finish that every single member on that field was buying in um, because it's something that those people can relate to. Cause it's, 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 you know, music that they've either grown up with directly or around cause it's, you know, it's, it's more of a country style music. Um, and it was just incredible. I mean, basically at the end we were singing along to Dolly Parton. Um, you know, I did not see it in Johnson city, but I know our, our friend Josh did and was raving about how incredible it was and, you know, there were a lot of jokes uh, in our group texts and even uh, even on social media. You know, the corn band is coming because their props were giant stalks of corn that you would see out in a field. Um, it, you know, you know, a little bit, you know, kitschy, but just so fun. And on that, the amount of pop music or more recognizable music that we heard throughout the course of the weekend, you know, we had talked it was been it's been increasing exponentially over the last few years and this year i mean i don't know i could say we'd go at least half of the groups in a block were playing at least one piece of music that grandma or mom and dad had heard of on the radio or something that was accessible so um you know on that subject lake hamilton just incredibly fun i would watch it 15 times again um and then yeah just a lot of a lot of more recognizable pop music or accessible music coming onto the field this year for sure the way they introduced the characters like it was an episode of hee-haw look it up kids it's on youtube the way they introduced it i i mean my i, I couldn't believe it i was like they're they're gonna do this aren't they and sure enough they did introduce the characters they come out of the corn and you know big shirtless rob or what, whatever they said or something like that oh my goodness that was such i put a big smile on my face we were smiling the entire time we couldn't get enough of it so do you guys think that there's a concerted effort by designers to make shows more fun, more accessible, more entertaining? I mean, the, the, I know using the word entertaining in the world marching band is, is a lightning rod. So I don't want, I necessarily, necessarily don't mean to go there, but people are giving themselves the ability. They're, they're, they're opening this up. I mean, is, is this a trend that, that we're going to see continue? Do you guys think? I, I'd like I to think certainly it's feasible. <laughs> I was yeah. I was just gonna say. I didn't I, think about. Nope. Sorry, Chris. I'm gonna talk about Mo and Gene Johnson. I mean, almost the entirety of that show was pop music, and everyone understood what it was. Everyone loved what it was, and it carried a theme throughout the entire time. And like I said, I, I without I don't have the repertoire memorized, but I would have to say seventy-five to ninety-five percent of that show is all pop music, if not the entire thing. And they're performing it now at a high level of success. So I, I sure as well, I sure hope so. Yeah, if you go back and look at prelim scores, uh, Mo and Gene was uh, was twelfth place, so that would have been in finals. And um, and the, unfortunately for them, they, uh, they didn't make it into finals after semis. Uh, but uh, overall, it, it is a competitive show, even though it is fun, kitschy, and and has lots of pop music in it. it ended with the gambler being sang uh, by the by the entire uh, the entire band the entire course and it was just so much fun and i, I love that they kept changing the the hand uh, and how that poker hand played out with every run um uh, it was always ended up as a full house of some sort but it was different cards in different ways uh, that that you would get it um but also, uh, I think we need to, especially from a TX fans perspective, we need to shout out uh, Mo and Gene Johnson for the history that they've had with uh, with really uh, 
uh, embracing TX bands and the the entire blogging community. Uh, last year, they uh, they gave uh, gave they had a tombstone that was in reference to uh, our TX band bloggers and especially De- Daniel Valdez and his podcasts. This year, they had a poker chip with the TX bands logo on it. And it was front and center, uh, right next to uh, the band's logo uh, on their uh, their own poker chip, and we just love everything that they they do for us. Uh, that they uh, recognize us, and um, and uh, we always have the best interactions with them and their parents and their directors, uh, and they always tell us how much they love us, and, and we tell them, of course, how much we love them for uh, for all the everything that they do. Mr. Sanchez, how long has that school existed? They opened, if I remember correctly, in 2019. Valdez, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, like 2018, 2019. They've only been they've only been around a couple of years. And I think there's a lot of pressure from Texas programs that, okay, you have to get established. You have to be in the game a long time. You got to be successful at everything you do for a number of years. And then we'll let you go to nationals or something like that. Like there's a vetting process to that. It almost kind of feels like that because it, everything's so ultra competitive down here. For them to go up there, I think that the first program to go within their first four or five years of existence from Texas since Reagan, like back all the way in twenty, back all the way twenty years ago. So that's Claudia, uh, that's uh, that's what's up. Claudia Taylor Johnson, I believe, came fairly. Oh, that's right. Early, so that's two uh, northeast. So that's even right. ten years ago. So that's that's two northeast ISD schools from San Antonio that <laughs> that, that kind of did that first. Uh, right. and another first, thing so. to look at, sorry, another thing to, to look at in that regard is that Reagan and Claudia Taylor Johnson both broke off of uh, previously successful schools, uh, and uh, and so they had a lot of that legacy already in place. Mo and Jean Johnson um, uh, was a, uh, came off of a school that was not ultra competitive, and yet uh, immediately they've uh, found uh, competitive success. I think that speaks just to the quality of educators that Texas has. Uh, there's just there. I mean, every big school down there has multiple directors and, you know, a new school opens and they, they've got their almost pick of the litter of, you know, that next up and coming director that wants to take over a program. And um, it's, it's incredible just to see new schools pop up every couple of years and immediately they're successful. Um, I'm I'm jealous coming from Indiana because we don't get too many new schools around here, but um, certainly, you know, Texas is just a booming area. And as a, as a proud Hoosier, I love watching Texas fans because they're amazing. Okay, great. So who has another band that they want to mention? Um, we can't sit here and talk all night, unfortunately, although I'd love to, I know, I know we have so many, but there are, are other shows or a moment in the show that somebody wants to make sure and highlight. I would like to give a quick shout out to uh, Catawba Ridge. Um, I know they did not make semifinals, but I had the pleasure of watching them uh, in the North Carolina regional. They won that regional. Um, I remember being just awestruck by uh, their performance, their design. It felt very fresh and original. Um, and, you know, I, I expected big things from them at Grand Nationals. Unfortunately, just the way numbers work sometimes, you know, it didn't work out that way, but um, I know the the box five did a contest for um, someone to sit in a suite with them. And the winner of that was from Catawba Ridge. Um, I had the pleasure of speaking with her for a little bit, um, both before their prelims performance. And then, you know, she was there for semifinals and I just, you know, I told her how much I enjoyed her show at the regional and then i you know i told her how much i enjoyed it in prelims and i you know i i was sad for them because you know i'm sure they came up here you know with with some expectations of doing well and you know it maybe didn't end with a second performance that they were hoping for but it was still an incredible show um and certainly a successful season you know for a again we're talking about a newer school uh this is you know from the fort mill area who's had multiple schools you know with success um, but for them to win a regional, you know, fairly early in their uh, history is incredible. Certainly a band I'm going to be watching, you know, over the next couple of years, because I think they're certainly 
a band to watch. They're going to be around for a while. They're going to be around for a while, especially with those Eastern regionals. They're going to be there when they come back to nationals, and I'm sure they will. They're going to be there. So uh, it wouldn't shock me within the next couple of years if they start rising up and, and really start challenging for the finals conversation. Yeah, and that's a fairly new school, of course. So, you know, it's just good things are happening uh, for sure. Uh, all right, anybody else Anybody else you want to mention? We've, we've hit all the big highlights that we came prepared to, to talk about. I'd love to talk about a band that did not attend Grand Nationals. That's certainly fine, too. <laughs> uh, Blue Springs. From Blue Springs, Missouri. Yes, yes, yes. They yes. Uh, went to the, yes. They went to the uh, St. Louis Super Regional and the Indianapolis Super Regional. And what what a breath of fresh air. I mean, the choreography, the it was, I, I have no, no, I have zero knowledge of the French language. So pronouncing any of it would be an embarrassment to myself. Um, but, you know, the choreography designed around a French ballet, the whole thing is just so different um, than what we had seen that, speaking of St. Louis, um, when your heavy hitters are Broken Arrow, who this year was doing the darkest, meanest, nastiest, in the best way possible, but it's such a dark, sinister show. And then you just have this pretty show that just takes you from one end to the other. It doesn't feel like there are movements. There's no opener. There's no ballad. There's no closure. It is all one transformative piece. Um, you know, the the choreography from the wind's perspective is just, I mean... Dan Potter said the word simultaneous responsibility no less than I think 75 times on finals night of Grand Nationals and um, Blue Springs was a masterclass at that. I mean, I, I, it was just awe-inspiring. It's one of those you could just sit back, is a breath of fresh air, and this would have been, man, we all said it a million times. We wish they would have come to Grand Nationals. We get why you can't always do it, but man, this show was, was incredible. That's been a big trend. That's been a big trend this season. Just pretty, pretty shows. I mean, we got, we got, we usually get a nice, um, we get a nice mixture of, you know, aggressive shows, nice shows, fun shows, that sort of stuff. I think the theme this year was just really, really just beautiful flowing themes and ideas flowing from one to another, beautiful choreography and music. What uh, the emotional appeal with a lot of top programs this year was, was, was very palpable, and that is something that, uh, that that's something I think the la- the activity lacks at some point. There's a lot of pressure on the technical aspect, what you're doing, how you're doing it, how fast you're doing it, all that stuff. Emotional connection that is that is such an underrated sort of uh, key to to general effect and 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 really connecting with the judges and the audience with your with your program. And we've mentioned it earlier, and uh, Tim, you were kind of going along these lines of engagement with the audience. What are, uh, what are other themes so, long, uh, so far as, like, pop music and music that people know and can sing? Um, and along those lines, uh, I, I do think that there is a concerted effort to bring more engagement into the uh the activity uh get more fan engagement get more um like superintendent and community engagement uh into it uh, uh bringing the audience back and uh, not being quite so heady about things but also keeping all the nuance there uh nuance and complexities there as well um if you look at a disney movie a lot of times there's like 10 different levels that you can you can read that at uh, as a kid, they're completely entertaining, but as an adult, there's a lot of jokes in there that uh, that a kid's not going to get. They're there for the adults, and it's it's awesome how many levels of complexity they can get in there. Uh, and in a similar type of way, uh, I think that marching shows in general are starting to kind of coalesce in that direction. There's many different levels that you can read them at. Um, and going along with the pop tunes and still being complex and still being very, very competitive, you have Hebron. Uh, went to the San, San Antonio Super Regional, and again, that show is almost entirely pop tunes. Uh, 70s, 80s, modern times, uh, 1700s, um, but it's all very accessible. It was fun. It was engaging. 
it was very aggressive, but uh, but it wasn't it wasn't angry. It was aggressive in a well, we're gonna we're gonna play awesome music. We're gonna play it loud. We're gonna uh, we're gonna be able to come down and bring you in emotionally with the ballad, uh, and all with incredible marching. Um, the the amount of choreography that they're doing while playing, and like they're literally leaping four to five steps uh, while playing and keeping a steady sound, and it's insane the amount of of content that they have throughout the entirety of that show. And again, it's just fun the entire way through. Okay, awesome. All right, well, we knew we weren't going to get to talk about everybody, but um, we've, we've hit on a lot of highlights. Of course, we could do this conversation again, talk about a whole other set of bands, and it would be just as entertaining because it was such a great year. Actually, we'll go back around and let everybody sort of say anything you want to say in closing, um, either about your season or how, how it felt to you, or um, you know your experience, or um, anything about sort of the Grand Nationals experience, or uh, really whatever you want to say in closing. Seth, I'll just randomly start with you. Um, what do you want to say in closing? What would you like to leave the audience with? Um, one, one more quick shout out for a band. Um, sure. They were not at Grand Nationals, um, but uh, Dartmouth High School out of Massachusetts. Um, for anybody who follows the activity, knows they are have been a, a powerhouse out in the East for a long time. They really don't do BOA. Uh, this is, at least to my knowledge, maybe the first time they'd ever done BOA. Um, uh, they won the regional out at Piscataway. Uh, I watched that regional. I was blogging that one. Um, just, you know, that was my first time ever being able to see them live. Um, and yeah, it, it, was a, it was a treat for me as a marching band fan to, you know, see a group I've heard so much about and never had the chance to do it. I hope, you know, certainly that this is only the beginning of them in the BOA, uh, arena, you know, I'd love to see them come to grand nationals one year. Um, but it, it was a treat to see them. Um, couple other quick shout outs. Um, I just, again, I want to thank, uh, Michael Reed, uh, Michelle, um, Josh, uh, our other blogging members who are not here tonight. Um, especially I want to say a shout out to Josh. Uh, Josh was with us at grand nationals, uh saturday he started having some uh discomfort uh in his stomach sunday he went to the hospital ended up having emergency surgery on sunday uh so he's in the hospital right now probably going to be there the rest of the week um my thoughts and prayers are with him i went to visit him this afternoon uh, he's doing he's doing well he's in good spirits um he should make a full recovery um but certainly you know he's been on my mind all day today and the last couple days um but, you know, thank you to those other guys that help us with the blog. Um, they're great. And, you know, I, it's always a pleasure to see them at Grand Nationals and hang out for a weekend. Um, this group of people are my, are my favorite people to watch band with. You know, I, I've told them that multiple times. I love these guys uh, and gal. Um, but, you know, we, we just have so much fun. You know, we, we, we all love band and we all love to get together, you know, whether it's one or two weekends a year and, just geek out and you know this was no exception this year it was a great time um and i'm i'm thrilled that i get this opportunity um it's not something i take for granted thank you to box five as well for allowing us to do this um those guys are great um and you know what they let us do it's it's amazing and yeah just thank you everybody you know all the kids students parents everybody who participates in the ex this activity it's it's amazing. I love it. And, you know, as long as I can keep doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. So thank you. That's great. Yeah. I think everybody really appreciates how hard you guys work and, and really a service that you're giving to, to share all this information with everybody about um, all these bands. I know you guys work tirelessly and you love doing it, but I, I think it's a lot more work than anybody realizes. Um, so I, I know it's a lot more work than anybody realizes. So I want to thank you for how hard that is. Daniel Sanchez, I'll randomly go to you, you next. Anything you want to say in closing? Yeah, um, Seth really hit on a whole lot of it, and thank you, Seth, for that. That it, it really is incredible what uh, the entire community has been doing. Uh, we love meeting with other uh, members of the community, uh, parents, uh, ex-parents that still come to all the shows. Uh, uh, we love uh, going down into the stands from time to time, um, blogging some from down there. 
um, where you can feel the band more uh, than in other locations uh, that may be more comfortable for us uh, since we're there long for long periods of time. But but if you go down into the stands, you get to feel the audience more. You get to feel the community. And um, and we have people that come up to us all the time just thanking us for uh, for everything that we do. And I just want to thank them as well for being a part of the community for uh for engaging us and encouraging us to uh, to do to keep doing this uh and that's parents ex-parents kids um uh designers and directors and staff uh everybody has been uh, has been really gracious and and just uh amazing to to hear from everybody yeah i love that and thanks for mentioning Parents who continue to volunteer years after. Um, everybody, check out all. You can find all the episodes of BOA Today podcast that we did all fall, and one of them here toward the end included um, some ex band parents that still work with American Fork High School Band like for 40 years. They've still been around working. They love it. They get so much out of it. So you should hear those conversations and hear what they say about why they stick around and, and how much they love doing it, what they get out of it. Chris Drake. Final thoughts from you, buddy. Uh, yeah, got to thank the bands. They keep bringing it. They keep allowing us to do it. They keep putting out products that, you know, are pushing the edge and entertaining the crowds. You know, the crowds in the last few years have been getting better and better, too. I mean, this, you know, it's we always talk about giving every band, what is it? Every band deserves a standing ovation for being here in the first place or something warped along that lines. But, I mean, they were leaping out of their feet. There's a lot of leaping this this finals night you know the energy was palpable so it was exciting that you know the bands are turning it up the crowds are turning it up um of course gotta thank the tx bands crew seth everybody um gotta thank box five for allowing us to do that um you know they've been a they're they're a family-run organization um you know some some crap went down on saturday night and those, those people have been working hard to make sure that situation is turned around um, so that people who are not able to go and watch still get that same opportunity, despite the uh, the electronics failure that uh, occurred during finals night. And I guess if anyone's familiar with the band world, we all know that electronics failure can happen at any time, and we never plan on it happening. So, um, so anyway, those guys, you just got to shout out to them. Um, and yeah, um, thanks for Music for All, Fans of America, the whole gang. It's, it's an incredible opportunity to do what we do. I spend... Uh, most of the su- the actual season on event staff. So Grand Nationals is my time to sit back, chill, and unwind and hang with my nerds, my nerdy friends, and talk about band. And it's 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 the best time of the year. So Yeah, it's great. Thanks for all your hard work on the event staff at all those different events all season. And I do want to say I, I've, I've been very impressed with how Box 5 has, has taken care of um, the whole band community through their reaction to everything that happened. And if you don't know about the solutions that they're offering, which I think are very generous and appropriate, um, just go to their to their website or their pages and you can find that information. Uh, I think it's really impressive how they've responded to that. Um, Daniel Valdez, looks like you're going to get the final word tonight. What do you want to say, buddy? <laughs> sure. Uh, every contest that I went to was by accident. Uh, the, the, uh, the professional life has really taken off over the last couple of months. A lot of work had to be done on the road. Um, so I was very thankful that, uh, whenever I was in town for a specific contest or something, I would just happen to be there for work. It was literally by accident. So I was able to go to some contests that I didn't think I was going to be able to go to. I love these guys. I don't want to ride with anybody but these guys and, and, and everybody that helps out with us. Um, they're the best. We love bouncing ideas off each other. We love arguing about stuff. We love, uh, we love uh, comparing numbers and stuff like that. <clears throat> Seth named every Seth named every class a chant. We were just in the stands. I don't know what we were doing. I don't know how the conversation came up, but I turned to him and he was naming every class A champion at Grand Nationals from today until 1991. And I'm not kidding you. He rattled them off like that. That's the kind of stuff we're dealing with here. Okay. This is next level top shelf nerding. Yes. Major nerd alert, big time. (laughs) And that is, that's something we wear like a like a badge of honor we take that the the term nerd used to be a negative thing flip it just turn it around just means you're really passionate about something what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that 
we got to thank the fans, got to thank the community. When we do what we do, becoming irrelevant is one of those dark things that we never really want to talk about, but it is in the back of our mind. Our fans are the best. Our parents are the best. The students are the best. They make us relevant. They're the reason why we keep doing this because they, they, they give, they give value to our words. And that means so, so, so much to us. It really, really does. And we cannot thank you enough for everything you've done for us over the past 15, 20, however long this has been going on. We're, we're going to keep going. You want us there, we're going to be there. We're, we're, we're bringing everybody. So uh, uh, just thank you to everybody who's, who's supported us over the years. And, uh, and uh, we'll keep doing it. We're, we're, we're with you. You need something, you come find us. You, come, you call on the nerds when you need that information. We really appreciate you all. And thank you all so much. Yeah, I think you guys at T-Expans have done such a great job doing such a service to our activity. Thank you guys for doing this tonight, um, bringing, bringing some um, memories and highlights from the Grand National Experience and really the whole season um, for, to this conversation. And I want to, I've seen this a lot on social media in a lot of different forms. I just want to parrot it again. If you are one of the people that unfortunately can get sucked into, man, what everything seems wrong in the world and where, what in the world is the future of the world could be like and all those things. All you have to do is stop, take a deep breath, think about the amazing hard work, the excellent performances, the wonderful music, the emotion that we saw from all of these young people this whole season. Um, and I think we're going to be okay. You know, we're, we're building future leaders. We're building great citizens. Um, and they're going to, we're all, we're all going to be okay. So if you worry about it, just uh, pull up, pull up a band show and remind yourself how great, kids are how great music education is and and i think we're gonna be all right so daniel and daniel and seth and chris you guys are absolutely wonderful thank you so much for having this conversation with me tonight really appreciate it appreciate it tim thank you so much 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 watch for boa today every wednesday this season from the marching roundtable we take you behind the scenes and up close to the great performances interesting stories and fascinating people that make bands of america so exciting If you have a story about your band family that you would like us to share, please contact Tim via email at tim at marchingroundtable.com or fill out the contact form at marchingroundtable.com and watch for the fun, fast-paced video version of BOA Today presented by FJM. There's a new episode every Wednesday where we talk about the highlights from the previous weekend, bands that everyone is talking about, stories we're working on for upcoming podcasts, and what to watch for next weekend at Bands of America Regionals. You can find the video version of BOA Today on the Marching Roundtable YouTube channel. There's a link to the video version where this podcast is located at the Marching Roundtable, or just search for Marching Roundtable on YouTube. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast series, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com roundtable. That's fjminc.com slash roundtable. Thanks so much for listening. Marching Arts Education and the Marching Roundtable are proud strategic partners of Music for All. The Bands of America Championships, presented by Yamaha, are a program of Music for All. Music for All's mission is to create, provide, and expand positively life-changing experiences through Music for All. For more resources for educators and boosters, please visit advocacy.musicforall.org.